0: Join us this week for a special rewind edition of the Hospitality Hangout with Dave Howers, CTO of Shake Shack. That's right, the CTO of Shake Shack on the Hangout. We chatted about kiosk deployment, making data consumption fun, and how he once slept in Richard Branson's backyard. We had a great time, a lot of laughs. You're going to enjoy this episode.
1: Thanks for joining us for season eight of the Hospitality Hangout, a hospitality-focused podcast where the founders of Branded Strategic share their insights and bring technology and innovation leaders that are making things happen in the industry we love. My name is Jimmy Frischling, otherwise known as the Finance Guy. I'd like to introduce my partner, Mr. Michael Schatzberg, also known as the Restaurant Guy.
0: And thank you for that kind introduction, Jimmy. And to all those listening, feel free to call me Shatsy. Together, we are the personalities behind branded strategic hospitality. We work at the intersection of hospitality, technology, innovation, capital, emerging brands, robotics, automation, and uh, and, and and finance and venture capital, too, Jimmy.
1: You're sneaking a lot of things in there, Shatsy. Jimmy... It's like a buffet, a bevy of things we're at the intersection of.
0: There is nothing that we are not in the intersection of. We are at the intersection of uh, 19th and Park as well here in New York City, as you know, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. And I got to tell you, Jimmy, I got some great news. That this is truly breaking news. I know we joke about breaking news, but you know, we've had a sponsor, Chico's Bell Bonds, for uh, nine seasons now, and finally, eight seasons. Eight seasons. Eight yeah, eight great. seasons. Chico has been our sponsor for eight seasons. I am proud, Jimmy, to announce today that we have a brand new sponsor. A brand new sponsor. And it's not Chico, Jimmy. Chico has given up on us. It is Boom. Boom. <laughs> Store is our newest sponsor. Boom is sponsoring the
1: podcast, Jimmy. And Jimmy, do you know what Boom is? Do you know anything about Boom? You know what? I think I know a thing or two about a thing or two. Why don't you tell us? Why don't you tell me and the listeners about Boom?
0: I got to tell you, Jimmy, you go to Boom. Store, and you will find every solution under the sun, under the moon, under the stars, that are helping hospitality operators run their business with technology. Everything that you need from a technology perspective to run your business, it's there. It's on boom, Boom boom.store. There's over 450 different technology companies listed with another 300 companies in the pipeline. This boom.store is crazy. Jimmy, anybody can use Boom. It costs nothing to go
1: check it out. but nothing. It Plus costs nothing. nothing, Jimmy. How do we, how do we make any, any money on this thing? Well, we don't make any money. Well, uh, Boom makes money. Boom's okay. to make money to pay us. And
0: all I know is they're paying us. They're our sponsor, Jimmy. And we are super excited. Jimmy, we got a great program, one of the best shows I think we've ever had. We are very, very fortunate to have an amazing guest from one of the greatest restaurant operations
1: in the entire world.
0: Did you hear wow. what I just said, Jimmy? I,
1: I heard what you said. I, I said you're well caffeinated today, Mr. Shatsburg. Well and caffeinated. I think it's probably one of the most
0: one of the most well known brands in
1: the enti- on earth.
0: <laughs> Jimmy do <laughs> you <laughs> Do you, do you care to announce our guest?
1: Yes. Why don't Why don't I do that? Um, and 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 thank you, Shatzi, for the breaking news. And we appreciate our sponsor. Boom, <laughs> uh, take it over for Chico. And we appreciate you, Chico. Listen, we are excited for today's episode. Our guest is our friend, Mr. Dave Harris, the CTO and CIO of Shake Shack. That is right. We are thrilled to have Mr. Harris uh, join us. But before we get started before we jump in and get Dave involved with this episode, because otherwise he's like, why am I here? These guys just talk amongst themselves. Um, being there, our podcasts are released on Tuesdays. Um, see, uh, listeners in Season 8 know that we launched Trivia Tuesday. That segment made it into Season 9. Each week, we share a fun trivia question or two about each of our guests. Here's the catch. you got to tune into the end of the episode to find out the answers. So this week's Tuesday Trivia, here we go. We are going to play this game, Two Truths, One Lie. Chatsy, I don't Know if you know how this works, but I'm going to list three facts, facts in air quotes, please, about our friend Dave. Two of them are true; one of them is false. Here we go. Dave once camped in Richard Branson's backyard. True. Oh,
0: is I not supposed to do that at the end?
1: Uh, Fact two: Dave's home address and birthday are the same number. False. That's false. And finally, three: Dave has a Shake Shack burger named after him.
0: Oh, I've eaten that. That's the Dave Harris burger. I've had that.
1: It's (laughs) delicious. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks. Don't give anything away. All right, here we go. Let's get this thing. Let's get this party started. Uh, Dave, uh, thank you for letting us have our little banter. We'd like you to take the lead now. Uh, Please give us a background about yourself. And of course, please introduce, although I think it does need little introduction, but please do introduce Shake Shack.
2: Hey, Jimmy, Shatty, really great to be with you today. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Uh, As you said, I'm CIO, CTO for Shake Shack. I've been with the company four years. Uh, I've had the privilege of leading tech teams across hospitality, retail, and CPG companies. Uh, I would say I love all aspects of technology, but one of the things I'm most passionate about is how technology can enable and enhance guest experience. And I know we'll be talking about that today. Uh, in terms of Shake Shack, uh, for those who haven't aren't so familiar with us, we serve elevated and they versions of live on a different
0: planet, maybe.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, but I'll go through it just for the just for the couple of people that are out there. We we serve elevated versions of the classics using only the best ingredients. We're known for great burgers, chicken, hot dogs, frozen custard, uh, beer, wine, and more. Uh, it's all about fresh, simple. High quality food at great value. Uh, we're about standing for something good, uh, whether it be premium ingredients for, to employee development, to the way we design our restaurants and our, our community, deep community investment. Uh, core values we focus on: one, elevated food made with only the best ingredients, two, gathering and enriching our neighborhoods, and three, delivering enlightened hospitality at every touch point. Uh, since the original shack in New York's Madison Square Park. Opened in 2004, we've expanded to 400 plus locations, 32 in 32 U.S. states and the District of Columbia, including 100 plus international locations around the world. We um, run the ingredients: beef is 100% all-natural Angus, never frozen, vegetarian-fed, humanely raised, source verified. Uh, the chicken is all, natu- 100% all natural, 100% all-natural cage-free, and the flat-top dogs are 100% all-natural Vienna beef. Great ingredients is a really important part of what we do. Um, so uh, Awesome. Uh, oh, yeah, I, although I can't forget, I should finish on saying the fries. Can't forget the fries. Crinkle cuts, what we're known for. No artificial ingredients. So um, just a great ingredient story, and hopefully that gives you an overview of Shake Shack.
1: Just one quick thing because I I have to I, I may I promised my my daughter I would do this my daughter's probably only six years old. She has Shake Shack a standing Wednesday dinner every Wednesday. And often we have a Saturday. So I'm telling you Shake Shack is in my house at least once a week consistently, and sometimes twice a week. So we are we are huge. We're not just having you on the podcast. We're also fans.
2: That's awesome I got to
0: tell you, and you know what else? Being New Yorkers, I feel a special, a special little something. We don't often get a lot of really great brands that are started and founded in New York City. It seems like a lot of people that have great brands are afraid to come to New York City. But we are so fortunate that Shake Shack is a, a, a Danny Meyer creation, a real New York bread born and raised guy or maybe not born but certainly raised I think he was born in like St. Louis or something like that but nonetheless uh, it's great that we have a Shake Shack founded here in New York so like Jimmy said it's really part of our DNA here in New York City we don't get that outside of pizza and bagels so it's really awesome Hey, listen, before we take a deeper dive into everything you're doing over at Shake Shack and, and you're doing some great stuff, you've had an incredible career. You've had a lot of really amazing uh, opportunities that you've been involved with. I'm going to throw a couple of brands out there that you've worked with outside of Shake Shack, including brands that, Jimmy, you might even know some of these Virgin Atlantic, Avis, that's a rent a car place, JetBlue, Jimmy, that's an airline. Um, <laughs> Yankee Candle? I mean, I've seen those candles everywhere. I think the biggest candle maker in the whole world. I mean, you've been with some really great stuff. Give us a little background on how you got to Shake Shack, and 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 touch base on a little bit of virgin atlantic Avis i mean you've been you've been all over the place and by the way you've got a great boston accent also so tell yeah. us how you got
1: you know <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing Shazzy, you you such a good ear such a good ear for the uh yeah, i can't believe it. i know boston when i hear boston jimmy <laughs> absolutely
2: absolutely well uh, <laughs> you know you wouldn't know it from my boston accent but i was born and raised in the uk and I really? started... <laughs> jimmy i had no are you kidding me that's crazy There's that, more breaking news you're just gonna that is going breaking that news today. right there dave harris <laughs> is not
0: from boston he's from the uk people he's still wicked smart He's still wicked smart
2: wicked there smart i started off my career in the uk banking industry which was an awesome uh awesome place to learn that's why jimmy likes you there. so much
0: you're a banker
2: yeah. <laughs> so it started off there uh but as that i have relatives in the us and spent most of my vacations here um, it was kind of expensive to do that back in the day. And when an opportunity came up at Virgin Atlantic, I thought, this is perfect. I'll be able to get to the US more easily. Uh, i heard the airline was growing quickly. It was a really great company to work for and obviously uh, had Richard Branson at the helm. Uh, I spent a few years at the UK headquarters, most of which was spent working closely with the uh, customer facing teams, like reservations and airport operations. Um, and then a new CIO joined the company and asked me what I enjoyed doing. This is one of my greatest lessons, I think, from my career. So he's like, "What do you enjoy doing?" And at the time, I was spending a fair amount of time here in the U.S. And I told him I loved doing that. Well, two weeks later, he asked if I wanted to move to New York on a three-year <laughs> assignment. Um, that three-year assignment started, you know, twenty-plus years ago at this point. And here I still—you're still on that three-year assignment exactly so uh you know loved it but really loved it and decided to stay um and uh um continue to love it all in the new york area well she we she are super amazing. excited to have you here Thank yes you. we
1: are we are better off for it and and certainly uh so is shake shack listen it's obviously officially 2023 uh we're all still um some of us maybe still nursing uh, nursing uh the 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 uh, the hangover that comes um, from I'm the light. We're still hung over, Jimmy. Um, but we also you know a lot of people make you know resolutions and personal resolutions that they wish to fill. Um, and the start of the new Year's is a don't great drink time.
0: January's a big one. Don't drink, don't drink January. January.
1: That's right. Yes, not, not the best for our, some of our bars. But but again, it's also a great time for business setting goals. And we understand, and we, we now know, that one of Shake Shack's goals for this year is to retrofit all locations with kiosks by the end of 2023. Um, and that is no small task, and that is amazing. Um, and, and can you share a little more about that uh, and this rollout?
2: Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Super excited to talk about our kiosk platform. You know, From a technology perspective, it's a custom iOS application. That's deployed on iPad Pros. Uh, we deployed our first kiosks in Astor Place here in New York back in 2017. And over time, we've focused on improving the guest experience based on feedback from our guests and team members. We've learned everything from where to best locate them to how many we need to install and what tools our team members need to support them. Now, currently, about half of our shacks have kiosks, uh, and we're committed to retrofitting, as you said, all of them with kiosks by the end of this year. Uh, we expect to make pretty decent progress uh, early on in the year here. Uh, well, a couple of notes about the kiosk. You know, it's our highest profit margin channel, and highest in-shack average check. You know, we find uh, shacks with kiosks have better labor utilization rates than shacks without kiosks. Uh, one of the things I love about it is it's P- people
0: spend more money, right? They b- bigger orders when they do it themselves. I know, mm-hmm. I I know I do.
2: Absolutely. It's great. You can see, you can take the time to decide what you want. It's just a a fantastic medium. And one of the things I love about it is its flexibility. You know, during the pandemic, when dining rooms were closed, we're like, well, what are we going to do with this platform? But we took that same software, put it on an iPad mini, and turned it into a mobile solution our teams could use to take walk-up orders. So it's given us many different uh, opportunities to use that technology, and it's been absolutely great for us. So very excited to now roll it out to all the restaurants.
0: That is absolutely incredible. We are huge fans of uh, kiosks, like you said. I think it increased uh, basket size. It, it it helps with the labor issues, and and I think it's an overall great guest experience. You know, so I'm I'm a huge fan of it. Let's uh let's continue on with uh, with goals of Shake Shack for 2023. You said uh, earlier that you were opening over 400,000 new stores in 2023, which I got to tell you, Jimmy, that's just an amazing number. 400,000 new Shake Shacks in 2023. There will be a Shake Shack, one Shake Shack for every American, I understand. Is this true? And You're, can you share a little bit? Uh, I'm kidding about the 400,000. It's right. It's 40,000 stores.
1: 40, 000. Take, off, take off a couple more zeros. You're getting there.
0: All right, it's 40 new forty new Shake Shacks in 2023. Dave, I told you I like to add zeros to everything I do. I'm the restaurant guy. I can take liberties. But can you share a little bit about, all kidding aside, um, from a tech perspective, how is Shake Shack, how are you continuing to invest in tech above and beyond just the kiosks that you're rolling out into all 400 of your
2: stores? Yeah, absolutely. And well, from a guest perspective, this is where we've really invested most. We've invested significantly in digital products. We've got a custom iOS and Android mobile app, got a custom web ordering platform, and the kiosk solution we talked about a minute ago. The the past two years, we've had to become really more easily accessible. We've had to do things focus on multi-channel delivery, uh, enhancing our digital pre-ordering, and making it easier for our shack teams to service all of those guest orders. Um, We've scaled our, our channels out to be able to accommodate all of the order volume. Um, and basically, fast pivots in the early days of COVID soon became permanent functions, right? So deliveries are uh, a big part of the industry now, um, and being able to add pickup or, uh, pickup options like uh, curbside pickup, walk-up, and drive-up windows, and even to order delivery through our app. So all of those investments are helping us as we continue to scale to scale out. Um, digital transformation, I think, can be a word that gets it gets used an awful lot, and it means a lot of things to a lot of um, but for us the focus this be- past couple of years has been about adding capabilities into all of the digital tools that I talked about earlier, um, like our new website, like an updated Android application, and more Shack Track options for guests. Um, now we're very much about fine tuning that experience so that we can give this great Consistent experience wherever you order your shack. We want the, we want that experience to be consistent. Does
0: Dave? Um, does all of your technology have to rhyme with shack? Is that true <laughs> or false? If it doesn't rhyme with shack, hey, you hey, can't hey, use don't, it.
1: Don't bite on my segment of the true or false. That's <laughs> no, my segment. Oh, it's gotta rhyme with shack or they can't buy it. So all you tech people that want to sell anything
0: to
2: Dave. You gotta change your name. It's gotta rhyme with Zach. So, it's gotta have a tie <laughs> to the menu. It. Absolutely, it's gotta have a tie to the menu. <laughs> I think I think that's
1: I think that's awesome. And look, we are we're a couple of years, um, you know, let's say living with the pandemic. It, it's not going away. It's something we have to live with. But I I'm still amazed at how it unleashed. Um, the tech, uh, the explosion of tech, both from the operators as well as the guests, and it took both sides of that coin to recognize that we had to um, embrace tech um, fully uh, for our industry. And I think Sha- I think the Shake Shack is clearly now one of the great leaders in the space. So let's stay on that theme. When it comes to building a tech stack, um, we found at least when we're speaking to and with multi-unit operators or franchise brands, that that imp- we're a house divided when it comes to implementing. New tech. You got on one side, one team loves the partnering, another team loves the acquiring, and 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 I guess there's even those who you know they want to build, they want to build their own. You got you know the partner acquiring, you got the building. Which team are you on? Are you on the acquiring and the partnering, or the building of your own, or some
2: hybrid? For, yeah, for us it's both. Uh, I mean, it's fair to say our, our tech needs have changed and evolved as we've grown. You know, our needs are. 250 plus restaurants are different to the what they were at 110 sort of when I joined about four years ago. We generally build where we can differentiate in either guest or team member experience and buy everything else. Uh, I think the other thing that's really important as we do that is great integration between systems. Uh, And we've got great partnerships, you know, I just uh, recently went to India visiting partners that we work with for Uh, development of our our custom applications, uh, but also spend time with all of our um, uh, package application providers. So, both are really important for us um, with really good integration so that you can create that cohesive guest experience. Um, It's similar to another one, you often get get asked this sort of age-old IT question about whether we buy like p- suites of products from large companies who kind of have this one size fits all, or they have these big sets of solutions, or choose smaller best of breed solutions for each need that we have, and you know, I say that the answer for Shake Shack is both. There are lots of great solutions out there, and we really uh, look to combine those two things to to create the experience that we're known for.
0: Let's let's stay on topic of uh, of technology. Uh... You know, I mentioned earlier as a New Yorker, Jimmy. I, uh, I'm saying I'm a New Yorker. Yes, I was born in Jersey, but uh, I'm going to say I'm a New Yorker. Jimmy hates anybody from New Jersey, by the way. Yes, um, so not that's true. not true. That's not true. That's not true. true. I I just, don't even, just like Jimmy you. couldn't find I just New Jersey like you. on a map. <laughs> he couldn't find New Jersey on a map if you showed him a map. You did not know where Jersey is. Anyway, I've been a Shake Shacker. Uh, Shake Shacker, like Jimmy said, uh, he's every Wednesday. We've been using it. For, we've been eating there for years. I mean, I remember the first store at Madison. Square Park. I mean, literally, there were lines there all day and all night. You they would get there early in the morning, people would start waiting online, and they had cameras out there way back when, where you can see before going, you'd see the line, so you kind of knew what you were headed in, you know, how how long you had to wait. And kind of it was uh, the earliest iteration of really kind of wait time innovation. Now you see it a lot, now you see people have apps and stuff like that. You can go and it tells you how long the wait is so i mean i think the cameras are gone i don't think you see that but what kind of tech are you using now to set get guest expectations on uh, on wait times and order times and things
2: like that sure yeah i mean for all of us that use food ordering apps and i think we all do the key question once you've placed your order is when will my food be ready yes and, uh for yes. us where, where all the food is made to order it can really be difficult to do that because it depends on how busy we are so mm-hmm. this year we launched a feature in our app that looks at activity in the kitchen and uses that information to give guests a more accurate estimate of when their food will be ready it's all about making it easy to pick up your order and knowing what's going on mm-hmm.
0: yep i, I way, totally by, agree with
2: that yep Chats, think about how many brands are
1: out there that would that if they just heard what you and dave talked about would be absolutely jealous of the fact that shake shack had to address the issue of, of, of again and and what a great thing. What a high quality problem. What a great to problem. A, what a great problem to make sure guests understand how long the wait time is going to be. You know how many, you know how many brands out there be like, please give me a, somebody wait online for a minute. Don't come in and go right to the register. Give me, come wait, give me a pretend to wait a minute. Anyway, I think what an amazing tribute to Shake Shack that they consistently, since launching the business, has had to think figure out how to manage the expectations and allow their guests to understand that we want your business, but here's what you should expect about the wait. Time and that alone is a statement about I think the cult-like following that you guys have in terms of the embracement of the of the, of the elevated burger. Um, I want to keep going on the topic of of data because um, I don't think you're going to find a single restaurant operator who actually wants their managers sitting in an office trying to figure out data, assess data, um, you know, to scrape it, scrub it. Um, they want their op. They they want their people out in the restaurant working on the floor and ultimately being a guest ambassador and creating a better experience for their guests. So how is Shake Shack tackling this incredible challenge where we we know the data is important, but what are you doing to make it or make it easily digestible so that Shake Shack can benefit from the amount of data uh, that you're collecting?
2: Sure. Well, you know, I mentioned I've been here about four years. This is my first job in the restaurant industry. And one of the things that struck me about this space is just how busy the role of a general manager is. There's so much to think about, so many decisions to make every day, so much to do, um, but they want to be out in front of a guest, as you said. And operators have had to historically go multiple places and run lots of different reports to get the information they need to run their business, whether it be about their team or sales or inventory or guest feedback, team member scheduling, the list just goes on and on. And as we've added technology tools to help them, it's become even more important that we bring together data for them and turn it into information that's really easy to consume. So we've been investing in an analytics platform that allows us to bring data together from all of the guest and operational systems we have across the company. From a tech perspective, we want to make sure that all of the data that Shake Shack needs is available and organized in a way that's easy for teams across the company to consume, whether it be for reporting or business intelligence. Uh, it's still relatively early days, but we're, we're really excited with progress so far and it's something we'll continue to work on. It's just, all about delivering that information out to people so that they've got everything they need at a single glance and don't have to go searching for it.
0: That's awesome. Let's talk about something that's not as, it's not as sexy and it's certainly not very technologically advanced, but it's been around for a long time, but not so much for Shake Shack. A New York City brand never really had to think much about drive-through. Drive-through was not exactly on your mind over at Madison Square Park. I think it was more of a walking or a bike through. Um, but but drive through has certainly been around, uh, you know, around the country, all over the place for quite a few years. Um, you recently celebrated your one-year anniversary of your first Shake Shack drive through in Minnesota, Maple Grove, Minnesota, one of my favorite towns. Shout out to Maple Grove, Minnesota. How are you doing? Um, how's it going over there? And what have you learned? And is that drive through something that you are now Is that going to be part of your uh, footprint in every Shake Shack that you now build where applicable uh, having a drive-thru?
2: Yeah, so uh, yeah, I remember being in Maple Grove in December of 2021, celebrating. Good time. nice time of year to be in Maple Grove. Uh, oh I, yeah, I think it was like five degrees. It was incredible. <laughs> that was and that was inside. That was inside. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Drythru is going well. You know, by the end of this year, we uh, 2023, we expect to have 20 to 25 up and running, uh, and it's all about adding convenience. You know, we've seen that guests are still demanding ease of pickup experience and and ordering experience, too. And our approach to drive-through is all about giving our guests convenience without compromising on Shake Shack's core proposition. So we've always been a made-to-order restaurant and we'll continue to cook our food that way for all of our drive-through locations. We've designed the drive-through so we can take orders and pay for orders at multiple points along that journey based on. Uh, how busy we are at different times of the day. Um, It's still early days and we're still very much in learning mode, so not too much to share today. Um, but being new to the drive-through business, as you said, there's there's a lot to learn. I, I will say from a technology perspective, you know, we've been learning how to deal with extreme heat and cold, whether it be a Minnesota winter or a Florida summer. So really just making sure we can keep all the technology working and give our, our team members the, the tools that they need to support guests. So, um, you know, early days and we'll, we'll keep learning as we open more. Awesome. Yeah. I got to say, I I did a little Googling
1: and looking in a little searching and some of the drive through you guys are advancing and some of the uh, prototypes are truly amazing. Uh, You know, you may not have been the first one to come up with the drive through, but you now have somewhat of a cleaner slate to actually do it in the most elevated manner. Um, See, I got the word elevated in there, Shatsy. And speaking (laughs) of elevated, um, before we move on, when I started working deeper in the hospitality industry, I fully embrace and admit one of the first books I read uh, was Setting the Table by Mr. Danny Meyer. Um,
0: I saw the movie, Jimmy. It was terrific.
1: Yeah, I, I still read the book, and I read the book, not an <laughs> audio book. And his philosophy on Enlightened Hospitality – is is always in the back of my mind as we, as a company, approach um, and think about how tech um, can be valuable and beneficial to the operator, and then, of course, allowing the operator to use that tech in and, an enlightened and, and, and to improve the guest experience. Can you share how you extend enlightened the, the philosophy of enlightened hospitality into these digital tools, and how you make it easier, you know, to to raise guest concerns and, and tackle them, leveraging tech?
2: Sure. I mean, the the driving force behind our approach to digital innovation is based on a a shared vision we have across the company to bring enlightened hospitality to a digital world. It is to provide a a personal, not just personalized experience for each of our guests, uh, get smarter every day with analytics and use digital to enable that experience of modern fun versions of classic food. So hospitality is at the core of everything Shake Shack does, creating uplifting experiences and adding joy and fun at every touch point. When the majority of orders were placed and eaten in the restaurant, it was much easier for our team members to ensure guests were 100% satisfied and their order was exactly the way they wanted it. If a guest had a question, they could simply go back to the front counter and uh, we'd address it for them. When you think about doing that from guests that get food to go and when they've gotten their food home, it's much more challenging our shack teams do an amazing job ensuring orders are accurate and exactly as the guests wanted but occasionally something will come up and we want to make sure guests have an easy mechanism to contact us Uh, we recently partnered with a company called gladly to with a view of building out easier way for um, digital guests to contact the shack team in in these sorts of situations Uh, it's early days We've got a lot of different things to roll out over time, but I think there's a great potential there to be able to extend that hospitality that we're known for into all of our digital experience, whether it be the mobile apps or or, or web um, or delivery through our app. I love it. I got to tell you, it's um, it's it's. I think you you're getting got
1: to hungry, Jimmy. I, I, I'm getting really yeah. hungry. I
0: got to get a Shack burger, man. I got to tell you.
1: By the way, on a side note, how many people you think are something if if imitation I think, is defined as a heightened from a flattery, How many other restaurant groups have now embraced the word shack? In their some way, shape, or form, in their name, in their in their in their tagline, I actually think you guys are you guys are blazing a trail, making Shaq a really cool word. I think Shaquille O'Neal even owes you. Yeah, a lot I was going to say. Something. I feel like Shaquille maybe is there like a <laughs> lawsuit? Someone <laughs> going to be suing someone? Is Shaq going a shoe Shaq or "shack" in a shoot shack? Yeah, that, that's a topic for a different time. But okay, here we go. Listen, it, it, we Shats and I started this podcast because we like talking to people. Clearly, I uh, I'm, I'm not I'm not shy about. Uh, t- uh, taking the oxygen out of rooms and on podcasts. But we learned along the way that sometimes our guests have a question for us. So let's kick off talking back. We invite our guests to uh, take the microphone, uh, ask us a question. As I like to say, nothing is off the table. Uh, Dave, the microphone, sir, is yours.
2: Well, thank you. Uh, you know, It's been great. I, I know I've enjoyed seeing the increase in Tech innovation that's been going on in the restaurant space these past couple of years, and I'm sure you guys talk to entrepreneurs all day long. So, of all the startups out there, what problems and opportunities are you most excited to see tackled in the restaurant space over the next, say, three to five years? Ooh!
1: By the way, not only is that a great question, but I love it particularly because that's a question for the restaurant guy. Yeah, and then and then I'll answer, and then Jimmy'll take it. He'll <laughs> make
0: it better. He always makes it better i got to tell you it is a great question i think what what i'm I, a couple things that i'm most excited about is um i'm most excited about seeing um as automation and robotics continue to evolve in this industry certainly they've been around other industries for quite some time but i am interested to see that evolution continue to grow and the adoption and and just to see how far it goes like will will all line cooks be replaced by Robots at some point. Is that something that we'll see in 10 years? You know, I I don't know. But so it's interesting to see how that works and and where it goes. I've been looking at automation robotics. I still think there's quite a few years of um, to go to really get it to a point where everybody can uh, can roll it out. That's something I'm really excited to see. Um, and the other thing that, that I'm seeing now, and I don't think we're gonna wait very long. This is this is here now, is is the whole idea of this dynamic pricing, something again we've seen in so many other industries, airlines, hotels, rent cars, even um, you know, Lyft and Uber. Um, you know, just the idea that pricing strategies change based on supply and demand. It's something we've seen in so many other industries, and I see it now, um, Creeping into our our ecosystem. And I and I don't think it's going to stop. And I, I'm excited to see how that is embraced, adopted and and and, and works, because um, it's another area. I think it's great for operators, because I think, you know, uh, I always say that, you know, a table or a dish on a Monday evening Maybe it should be a different price than on a Friday where there's such more demand. So maybe on Friday things should be a little bit more expensive at a at a fine dining restaurant than a Monday. And you can take it to quick serve and fast, casual, et cetera. But I think dynamic pricing is something that I'm most excited to uh, to see how it's embraced and adopted.
1: Shads, I got to tell you, I think that was that was almost – that was like near perfection. Um,
0: yeah, that's um, it. Thank,
1: Dave, thank you for joining <laughs> us as this podcast. This was a great podcast. <laughs> Good night, everybody. I think Shad's is taking the comment and running with it. You know what? I really do think that was a great answer, and I'm glad you mentioned dynamic pricing. Um, from my perspective, um, we like to focus on the, the, the issues that are either most challenging, most problematic, or uh, from Glasshouse full perspective, represent the best opportunity for operators. Um, so there's still some real issues around labor. And, we, and the, I think the kiosk move is really you guys addressing that head on in a way that the guest is going to appreciate. Um, supply chain and procurement remains a big issue. Not all that interested. The guests really don't care about that until they find the price is going up or they're mis- missing an ingredient on a dish they love or certain things can't be produced. But but to Shatz's point, the dynamic pricing issue I think is really exciting because um, I think both the operator and the guest is are, are somewhat ready for it. And it's going to need to be done with a tremendous amount of integrity and and communication. And I actually think you know Shake Shack and 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 your ecosystem probably will be trendsetters because you you have that relationship and trust with your guests that they will you 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 guys take risks. You're on the forefront of things, but you always do it in a way that is is intended to bring value and be better. So I think the guest is is going to be giving you guys as much as anybody a chance to do this right. And we think it's a, an amazing sector of the market. Market because if it's done right, it's going to be good for the guest, and also create incremental value and margin optimization for the operator. That's why we think um, there's a real opportunity there. So Shatz, well said. I just thought I'd share that. Uh, my two cents.
0: Thank you, Jimmy, and I, it's it's nice to uh, to have an answer that you can't really make that much better because it was so good, so good. Hey, Patty. we're gonna go into the food service feud. I am, we we did poll uh, David. We've uh, we do a poll every Tuesday on LinkedIn. We ask all different questions, mostly uh, around around food service and hospitality. Um, this past week, we asked um, you know we polled. Uh, we we generally get a few hundred, uh, of, a few thousand responders. This week, it was such an interesting poll. We got over one trillion. That's right. I said it to me. <laughs> one trillion people. One yeah. trillion people yes. responded to our poll. And the poll was very simple. I'm going to ask you a question. and I'm going to I'm going to give you the four answers this time. I'm going to tell you what the four top answers on the board were. You guys just tell me which one you think was number one. All right. So what is your favorite dessert chain? was it sugar factory (laughs) wait wait, what what? i beeped it was it the sugar factory friendlies and the fribble dairy queen or the
2: cheesecake factory what is your favorite dessert chain david care to guess wow i have a wicked sweet tooth as well i'm a big dessert fan so um let's see i would say Dairy Queen came out number one. Dairy Queen was not the number one answer. Jimmy, would you care to try and top that and give it a
1: number one answer? Uh, Well, I'm going to say the following. I'm going to go with Cheesecake Factory, but I would have said DQ as well because I'm a DQ DQ loyalist. i got a problem with our
0: producer. She put the order. Julie put the order in the, the percentage. Hey, Dairy Queen was the number one answer. Oh, good. She I, the, agree. I agree with Dave. It. She put it out of order. <laughs> Dairy Queen was the number one answer. Cheesecake Factory came in at number two. Friendly's number three, and the Sugar Factory pulling up the rear. It was, it was not out of order. Dairy Queen, 47% of one trillion. Jimmy, quick math,
1: 470 billion. 470 billion people like Dairy Queen best. I'll say shout-out to Brant Lake Camp, Anorondack Mountain. Going to DQ was a Jimmy, treat can you sing? Can you sing the Dairy Queen song for us, Dairy please? Dairy Queen, we love you so. Whether we eat there it's to go, your brazier burgers are delish. I like them better than a knish. You are the keeper of my belly. You are an Anorondack deli. My queen for you, I'd gladly die by jumping in an us Bye-bye. Dairy Queen, I love you so. Look at that, that, That's, that's wow. a true Dairy Queen lover. Dairy Queen, yeah. baby. You think I was going to vote for anyone other than DQ? You're crazy. Okay. Oh, well, I, I by know by Grant way, Lake people love their queen. Yes, we love the queen. And by the way, my daughter's at home listening going like, oh, man, Dad, you can't sing. And she's <laughs> right. Okay. If you remember at the top of the episode, we played a game, you know, two truths and a lie. Or two truths and something fictitious. So here we go. Um, I asked the, the audience. Dave was once once camped at Richard Branson's backyard. And for those paying attention, remember there was a Virgin Atlantic uh, a job a, a job situation. So that might have been a tell. Dave's home address and birthday are the same number. I know he has been Googling his home address, but we're trying to stop him from releasing it. And Dave has a Shack Burger, uh, a Shake Shack Burger named after him. So Shatz, you care to guess?
0: Okay, so number one, Dave wants camped in Richard Branson's backyard. That is true. Dave's home address and birthday are the same number. That is false. And Dave has a Shake Shack burger named after him. That is false. Okay,
1: well, you clearly are not paying attention because there's two truths and one lie.
0: Two truths. I didn't truths hear that. And I, I didn't. Okay, oh, so I'm gonna oh. go with okay. you. I'm gonna okay. agree I'll with do, you. Can I, can I do it again?
1: Sure, because that's how all game shows work. You get a redo. You get a redo.
0: Richard Dawson would definitely let me do it again.
1: You're very charming.
0: Okay, so so then I say so two are true and one is false? Yes. So the false one is there is uh, uh, Dave's home address and birthday are not the same number. Or well, let's, the same go,
1: number let's go to the source. Dave, what's the two truths and what's the, the less than truthful?
2: Well, the, the two truths. Yes, I did once camp in Richard Branson's backyard uh, and uh, my address and birthday are the same, not just the number, but the month and road are the same as well. Look at that. So the Look at that. One, but, but as of yet, I do not have a Shake Shack burger named after me. All right. So listen, well, that's something behalf, we have to change. On yeah. behalf
1: of all the hospitality hangout listeners, including uh, the restaurant guy, the finance guy, we're making an appeal. Please send your Facebook and Instagram messages to the Shake Shack team. We think Dave deserves a Shake Shack burger named after him. <laughs> and that way, when Dave comes back in a couple of years, we can talk about how well and how uh, what a great, perf- what great performance we're getting from the Dave Harris burger. All right, All right listen Jimbo, we're running we're running
0: short on time. Dave's got to go do some uh, he's got to go build some drive-throughs or do some tech stuff out there. So we're going to we're going to end this podcast with the branded quick fire. Dave, I'm going to ask you five lightning round questions, real quick. Five quick fire questions. Are you ready? I am ready. Let's go.
2: Favorite burger topping. Avocado. Oh, good one. Where are you getting dinner from tonight? <laughs> Wherever my family sends me. What is your favorite food city (laughs) in the world? I've got to say London. I have to. I have to. I think London's London's food scene is underrated, and I love the food scene in London now.
0: I got to tell you, who doesn't like mutton?
2: (laughs) Where is your favorite
0: place to travel?
2: Always great to visit England, see family and friends, got to say that. Uh, But I have to say my favorite place is anywhere in the world I haven't been before.
0: I I agree.
2: If you were to challenge Jimmy Rye to a game of
0: jeopardy, <laughs> what do you have better odds of beating? Yeah, this is going to be good.
2: Ooh, this is a really tough one, yeah. Not really. And, and, and I have to answer, you know, I assume you want the answer, like, as a question, too. Right? It's, like, it's going to be. So gonna say, yes. You see me is... in that true and false game, so you know how good <laughs> I am at following directions and listening. <laughs> so I'm going to say, well, who is Shatsy?
1: Yes, <laughs>
2: and yeah, well I, I, done.
0: Obviously, obviously. Yeah, well All right, thank you. And, thanks, and thanks, thanks Dave. I appreciate that.
2: I
1: appreciate our producers putting that one in there. You've been getting a lot of physical challenge recently, and I feel like oh yeah, you know, I'm
0: I'm good. I'm good at physical challenges, Jimmy. I'm, I'm like am right.
1: good at twister, maybe. You're very wiry, very wiry. Okay, listen, Dave. We kept you here long enough. We want to thank you so much for joining us on the podcast and sharing your great insights. Um, we are we we do take great pride in Shake Shack. Um, being the, uh, born in New York and now just an incredible global. Um, juggernaut of a franchise and and i still say they're the best years are still to come and i know there's a lot of work that went into uh getting you to this point but it is such a loved brand on a global basis uh but congratulations for all the work um not just during the pandemic but but what you've done to get this brand to this position if you guys want to get in touch with dave directly uh you can email the podcast team uh at podcast at brand i have his phone teacher, number, dot com. i have his cell i have david cell and if you have his by the way if you have his home address you also have his birthday. If you yeah, have exactly. His home, so I have his cell. We have his yeah. home address. We have his yes. birthday. Dave, that's well, your social. Just all, give us your social real quick. All that's things. All, all things. We're not going to give out on 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 the uh, uh, uh out loud now to our listeners. As always, nine seasons in, um, and it wouldn't happen uh, without you guys um continuing to subscribe. Thank you, listen. all eight of you listeners out there, including Dave. <laughs> So, yes, we want to thank all eight of you. Thank you, Shatsy, for the self effacing humor. Um, and if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss on, uh, out on any of the exciting episodes we have coming up all season nine, and we'll just keep on rolling. So uh, to our friend, Mr. Dave Harris, uh, I want to thank you very much. This is Jimmy Frischling, your finance guy, signing off and passing it back to my boy. Shatsy. Hey, Dave, what's the URL for
0: Shake Shack? Is it ShakeShack.com? That'll be the one. So Shake Shack.com, go check it out, man. Find your closest, nearest Shake Shack and order a Dave Harris burger immediately because they are delicious. They got avocado on it and everything else you like. Uh it's Shatsy, aka Restaurant Guy.